0: You're tuned into the Trader's Takedown Podcast by BPI Securities. Your source for on-the-go market updates and investment tips. To help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. Good day Traders and you are tuned into BPI Trade's special year-end market wrap episode for 2022. On the last episode of the year, allow us to talk about the market's performance for the year as well as events that had impact on the overall market conditions as well as the overall Philippine economy. As we reopened from the hard lockdowns of 2020 and 2021, it was definitely a challenging year not just for the PSEI but in the general way of life of us Filipinos. We will also have some technical inputs from our institutional trader, Edward Jacinto. So, as you wait for the final bell of the year for our parties and our celebration, take a step back and enjoy the episode. So, the Philippine Stock Exchange Index closed the year at 6,566 or down 7.81% for 2022. This is the 5th time in 10 years, the index closed in the red. Average turnover for the year was at 6.8 billion pesos, while net foreign transactions ended at 68.23 billion in outflow. The local peso closed 2022 at 55.755 to a dollar, down 9.32% for the year against the greenback. Of course, we can't leave 2022 without talking about the Ukraine-Russia war, which had significant impact globally. On Feb 24, 2022, Russia announced a special military operation in eastern Ukraine, with Russian President Vladimir Putin stating that there were no plans to occupy Ukrainian territory, and that he supported the right of the people of Ukraine to self-determination. Within minutes, though, of Russia's announcement, Explosions were reported in Kyiv, Kharkiv, Odessa, and the Donbas region. This sent global markets falling with the S&P 500, the Dow, and the Nasdaq going into corrective territory. Oil on the other hand surged to over $100 a barrel, the first time since 2014, as Russia was a major producer of oil and natural gas. Take note that oil was already in an uptrend following the reopening of economies, which saw demand plunging at the height of the pandemic. Wheat exports from Russia and Ukraine also saw supply disruptions, as some Ukrainian ports in the Black Sea saw closure, which accounted to 90% of Ukraine's exports. This posed a problem for global food security, as Ukraine accounts for 10% of the world wheat market and 15% of the corn market. And also 13 percent of the barley market ranking first in corn exports and second in wheat exports ukraine dropping from the global supply chain resulted in serious consequences in food security fertilizer also saw disruptions in global supply where the global fertilizer market was already under stress even before the russian invasion as nitrogen-based fertilizers produced from natural gas as well as natural gas itself, was already soaring in 2021. Russia in March announced that it would temporarily suspend fertilizer exports, followed by China also suspending urea and phosphate exports, through the middle of the year. Fertilizer shortage could lead to reduced agricultural yields in emerging and developing markets, which the Philippines is a part of. Just after the invasion announcement, the local index or the PSEI dropped by 2.06% on Feb 24 to close at 7,212, while the broader all shares index slumped by 1.91%. Sub indices were in a bloodbath, save for shares in the mining and oil index, which inched up by 0.31%. Regional equity markets were not spared from the tensions, as Hong Kong, Sydney, Mumbai, and Seoul all fell more than 3% while Tokyo, Singapore, Taipei, and Wellington dropped more than 2%. Next on the list is, of course, the Philippine presidential elections. A change in leadership in the executive branch can lead to earnings in the equities market as four of the last five presidential transitions saw gains in the last six months following a presidential election. Six months after former President Duterte won in 2016, the PSEI was up 3.4%, almost doubling the MSCI world's rise during the same period. The PSEI was also up by 38% following President Benigno Aquino's win and 17% after PGMA's 2004 win, both better than the world's average during the period. Market players would always place a great deal of importance on the new president's platform of government and economic agenda. Players also react on the announcement of the cabinet members and advisors most especially on the picks for the economic team. Choosing the right people will ensure smooth transition and effective execution on the president's agenda, thus is crucial to maintain investor confidence. Leadership definitely matters on where the country will move towards to in the future but the Philippines' strong economic fundamentals play a bigger part. The local index or the PSEI plunged by over 3% in early trade, but settled at 67.20 or down 6 tenths of a percent following the landslide win of Ferdinand Marcos Jr. This was not, though, all about the new president, as Asian markets fell during that day, as global inflation and a possible stagflation spooked markets during that period. Six months following his election, the PSI was down 7.1% during the period, as inflation reached 8% in the country, followed by a continued rise in global interest rates. During that same period, the MSCI World Index mirrored this, which also dropped 6.1%. In hindsight, whoever was elected was set to inherit a tough economy, as high inflation, a weak peso, supply disruptions on agricultural products, and higher interest rates continue to drag the equities market. Despite a boost from election-related spending to pump up the economy, this was not the election cycle the market wanted to see, which saw setbacks on various fronts. Before we finish off the episode with the final event that impacted the year, I'd like to turn over the virtual floor to our institutional trader, Jody Jacinto, who will give us a rundown of the year end technical situation of the market, as well as where he sees it going in the next months. Hi, Jody, ready when you are. Good day, everyone. Welcome
1: again to our year end finale on what transpired in the stock market for 2022. The index is currently at the 6,500 level. And roughly down a little less than 10% for the year. Ever since we saw a peak of 7,500 last February, the markets have been on a decline, hitting a bottom low of 5,700 for the year. Last October 3, this move from February to the end of September was negative 24%, putting the markets in what some would describe as bear market territory. This is at least a 20% retracement from its previous peak but behold extreme bearishness can also lead to reversals as a substantial rally was seen from october that lasted until the end of november topping at the six thousand eight hundred level and so far in the month of december the index has pulled back here once again into another correction despite the overall market bearish pay for the year, there have been some pockets of buying opportunities as seen in the months of October and November, where in November, there was a deem of 19%, and also briefly in the end of June to mid-August, where the market managed to rally nearly 13% in that span of time. So what drove the markets lower? High inflation, as well as rising interest rates in the U.S. and at home, were the biggest headwinds in 2022. This led to a risk of sentiment in equities and bonds, a stronger safe haven dollar, global recession fears, and consequently a steep depreciation in the Philippine Peso, which hit 59 last September. So early this year, the US central bank began to raise interest rates to fight inflation. Many believe that the Fed was behind in its monetary tightening and therefore had to resort to aggressive rate hikes. In fact, four consecutive 75 basis point hikes from June to November. All in all, the upper bound funds rate rose from 0.25% to 4.50%. However, at its last meeting, the Fed raised by only 50 basis points after seeing a deceleration in headline inflation. For the past five months, and a slowdown in core inflation for the past two months. The last CPI print from October to November was at 7.7%, from 7.1% for headline and 6.3% to 6.0% for core. These also came in below expectations. Although, The Fed maintained its hawkish stance as it raised its terminal rate to 5.1%, meaning two more potential rate hikes in Fed and March until we may see a pause. Take note that the Fed targets to bring down headline inflation all the way to 2%. Now in the local scene, the BSP has kept pace with the Fed in its monetary tightening agenda, raising its overnight borrowing rate from 2% in March to a current 5.5% with a 50 basis points hike in its last December meeting. The BSP hiked by 75 basis points twice, including an off-cycle lift last July. So far, we continue to see a 100 basis points differential between the U.S. and local rates. In terms of inflation, the CPI continues to accelerate from 3% in January to 8% in November, only to see a slight decline last August. But since then, three straight months of rising inflation. Overall for the year, the index movement has been quite volatile to say the least, but obviously more downside action as we will likely end below 10% for the year. Despite the overall negative sentiment, we did see a sizable recovery during the fourth quarter of the year, and this rally was spurred foremost by anticipation of less aggressive rate hikes by the Fed due to a slowdown in inflation numbers abroad. Secondly, unexpectedly strong third-quarter corporate earnings by majority of the index names. Thirdly, and probably the most important, a surprise 7.6 GDP print for the third quarter, while most economists were expecting a print below 7%. Undoubtedly, consumer spending continues to thrive amid the further reopening of the economy that began in the second quarter of this year. Now, despite higher consumer prices, Revenge spending phenomenon continues to keep the economy afloat, which most likely will avoid a recession, unlike other major economies. Meanwhile, the peso has appreciated to more comfortable levels, while the 10-year government BVAL has dipped back below 7%. Crude oil, which is a major inflation driver, topped over $120 per barrel during the first half of the year, but has now settled at the $80 per barrel range. So what is our outlook for 2023? Let's begin with the US. Firstly, we may see an apparent US economic slowdown that may lead into a recession. Second, two more mild rate hikes in Feb and March, and then a pause until the third or fourth quarter. Third, inflation will gradually decline. The SMT is seen to continue to consolidate with a downside bias. It is still below its 1-year corrective trend line, while its major support is at 3,500. Take note that despite the U.S. correction we are seeing, the longer trend is still on a major secular bull market. So unless we see the S&P move below 3,200, most probably, U.S. markets would continue to consolidate. Now, the U.S. market may still be volatile to start 2023, but may soon recover by the latter part of the first quarter or the start of the second quarter. Now, for Philippine stocks, on a positive note, recently, the easing of restrictions in China may be a driver for growth in Asian economies and markets as well. And perhaps the strong momentum that the local bourse established during the fourth quarter may carry through during the first quarter of 2023. Now, if US markets maintain to build base and consolidate, perhaps we may decouple and begin to recover further. Technically, the market needs to finish off its interim correction that began last December and stay above its 100-day moving average or roughly at around 6,400. We need to form a more shallow correction above this major moving average in order to advance further above 6,800 which is our initial target and the first roadblock ahead. So far, technical indicators look promising with both its 50-day and 100-day moving average trending up, with its 50-day moving average about to establish a bullish golden cross. While MACD is still in positive territory and as long as prices remain above its 100-day MA, this is important for momentum to stay at positive levels. That ends our year-end wrap-up Thank you very much, and now back to Rico.
0: Thanks, Jody. Coming into 2022, Philippine inflation averaged 4.5% in 2021, relatively higher than the 2.4% both recorded in 2019 and 2020, and well over the government's target at the time, between 2 to 4%. The relatively higher inflation in 2021 was attributed to prices of meat, transportation, and fuel, which already started to pick up due to economic reopenings. Disruptions from typhoon Odette late in the year also contributed to the uptick in agricultural products. 2022 saw no respite in prices. As for the first 11 months of the year, inflation has already averaged at 5.6%, after hitting a 14-year high of 8% year-on-year inflation in November. The Banco Central, though, projected that inflation would likely peak this month in December after the recent Monetary Board meeting. The Russian invasion of Ukraine played a big part on global inflation after commodity and energy prices soared globally. This came during a time where economies were looking to recover from a pandemic and demand was already starting to pick up. The Philippines is a net importer of fuel, which left us vulnerable after oil prices reached historic highs in 2022. Add to shortages on agricultural products, likely also impacted by a tight fertilizer supply and typhoon damage, brew a perfect storm for local prices to skyrocket. In response to soaring prices, central banks across the globe started raising interest rates. end the era of the so-called cheap money led by the U.S. Federal Reserve. To end the year, the U.S. Central Bank has already raised their target federal funds rate range to 425 to 4.5%, the highest it's been since December 2007. The Fed has had a tough battle against inflation stateside, which saw it peak to 9.1% in June. Locally, the Banco Central though had to play catch-up when they started raising benchmark rates a little slower versus their US counterpart, which placed some pressure on the local currency. The BSP only started raising rates in May, which was at 25 bips, the first time the central bank hiked since 2018. With the Fed's more aggressive move by raising it by 25 bips in March, followed by the 50 bps hike in May, and then four 75 basis points hikes through November, the local peso plunged to a historic low against the greenback at 59 pesos to a dollar in early October. At that point, the peso had already depreciated by over 15% to the dollar for the year, which had had its significant impact to the already worsening oil supply situation and commodity price spike. And that wraps up our year-end review for 2022. There are definitely a lot more events that impacted our year, But those discussed on this episode played a recurring role and significant impact on the local investment climate. On behalf of Jody and the whole BPI trade team, I would like to greet all our BPI traders a happy and prosperous new year. That's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.